Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Happy New Year, awards watchers. The Golden Globes are right around the corner, but who's really going to win? Uh, I'm Daniel Montgomery here with the, my fellow Gold Derby editors, Tom O'Neill, Joyce Ang, and Susan Wazina. Uh, so, I mean, let's start with Best Picture Drama. Marriage Story has the most nominations of any film. It has six nominations, but we, you know, experts and editors, and we're all pretty divided on this. Uh, so, Tom, what do you think is going to happen? But it doesn't have that key nomination for director. Noah wasn't uh, nominated there. And if you, you're going to win Best Picture, either drama or comedy musical picture, you tend to need that. The five nominees were Todd Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, which is not up for Best Picture in those two top categories. Uh, foreign language films are not eligible there. It is up for foreign film. And then Quentin Tarantino and Marty Scorsese. So I think it's smart prognosticator limits themselves to those four movies because Parasite is not up for the top award, as I say. And so for I would say forget Marriage Story. I think it's between um, um, Irishman and 1917 and Joker for drama picture. And I currently have Irishman and I'm tempted to go with 1917. Daniel, help me. What should I do? Should I move off of Irishman and go for 1917? But you have Joker, don't you? Yeah, uh, I moved off the Irishman. I went on Joker. Um, I think uh, it's the likelier bet than 1917, which I say is someone who adored 1917. It would make me happy to to see it win Best Picture Drama, uh, you know, happier than anything else probably at the Golden Globes. Um, but it didn't get any acting nominations. That wasn't, they weren't, it wasn't necessarily expected to, but that would have helped. It didn't get a writing nomination. Same thing. wasn't really expected to, but it might have helped. It has the three nominations uh, that Dunkirk got. Picture, director, and score. It could win score. Um, but I don't know. Just not being present in those other categories makes me skeptical about whether it will win for best picture. So, yeah, I'm, I, I went with Joker. It, it overperformed with that director nomination for Todd Phillips. He got that nomination over people like Greta Gerwig for Little Women, Noah Baumbach, as you mentioned, for Marriage Story, um, uh, Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit. You know, so he, the Globes liked him more than all of those filmmakers. So I feel like Joker to them is more than just the Joaquin Phoenix performance vehicle. And it made tons of money, a billion dollars worldwide. Uh, It won at the Venice Film Festival, so it has that stop appeal. So I think... Going off of Irishman is smart, but going off of, I'm going off of it to Joker. 
Joyce, what do you what do you say here? Uh, I currently have the Irishman, which I think is the safest bet, but I'm probably going to change to Joker, or I really want to change to Joker. Um, it's I think I have it in second right now, but yeah, I agree with everything Daniel said, and like I think we sometimes tend to forget that the Globes sometimes just vote for what they like, and they clearly like Joker. The directing nomination was huge for them. And I, you know, like last year, you know, they went with Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> and we had heard that like, they really like Bohemian Rhapsody. And I think, you know, a lot of us were just saying like, oh, they'll just give it to Rami and be done with it. But like, you're not going to give it picture too. And they did it. Um, and yeah, and they gave Green Book comedy musical last year. And, you know, that was like during the height of its backlash and they didn't care. They liked it. So I could see them going for Joker as well. And, you know, it, it like, the film had a better reception um, internationally than I think it did here for a, a host of reasons. But, you know, like Daniel said, it won the Golden Lion and, you know, it's the Hollywood Foreign Press. So I I think that's something I think it's it, Joker is sort of being underpredicted because I think a lot of people don't want it to win. But I think it's probably in the top two. Um, yeah, Irishman, I think it could. Right now I have Irishman winning and I don't have it winning anything else. So I could see it being like a 12 years of slave or Babel or Moonlight just winning the top prize and nothing else. Um, but I will also say that they, the Globes need to change their rules and allow foreign language films to be eligible in these top two categories. Cause I think Parasite would win if they were eligible here. Joyce, you, I mean, uh, Susan, you've been moving your predictions around for best picture for drama, right? That's true. And uh, I had Marriage Story earlier in the week, but I've kind of went back to The Irishman. And you do make sense about the director not being nominated. But I don't know. It's, you know, Martin Scorsese, you know, is basically, you know, royalty in Hollywood. And I think Maybe they want to, you know, give this particular award to him this time. I don't know what I, I forget what. What's your prediction for director? If you're going, well, to I was just gonna look. Oh, see, I put Bong Joon Joon Ho. Yeah, I think Bong's gonna win uh, director. Um, and I even have Quentin above Martin Scorsese and director. Yeah. And I mean, his, you know, his film's nominated for the comedy. So, you know, he's represented there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard because they gave Marriage Story the most nominations. And so that was kind of what caught my eye initially. But I still think maybe they would like to go with the, the Irishman. But I, I don't think he's going to win Best Director. Yeah, I've got, um, I think I've got Bong winning Best Director uh, also. Um, it, director's almost harder for me than Picture because, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, I, I mean, I could absolutely be wrong about Joker winning Best Picture, uh, but it's an easier call for me to make than trying to decide what kind of mode of reasoning to go with for Best Director. Like, they could give it to uh, Bong Joon-ho because Parasite is you know obviously an international film and the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is full of international journalists 
they gave it to Alfonso Cuaron last year. Uh, he's a lock for best foreign film, pretty much. Uh, but they could also give it to Quentin Tarantino. You know, that looks like it might be their favorite film for best picture comedy. Um, and, you know, they so they clearly love that film. It has five nominations, just like The Irishman does. Um, and then The Irishman has those five nominations. They nominated it for writing and directing. And so, you know, it's, it's and if they want to give it to Quentin or Bong Joon-ho, they can do it in... Uh, in the screenplay category, uh, where Martin Scorsese isn't the writer of The Irishman, so you know they could go with him there. So I, I really think that's a really close three-way race. I'm not going as far as to say that Todd Phillips is in this, because I think whether or not Joker wins Best Picture, I think the nomination is the reward for Todd Phillips for director. Yeah, I my dilemma right now between director and screenplay is I... I have Bong Joon-ho winning director and Quentin winning screenplay, but I could see it flipped <laughs> the other way. Like, I I feel like they'll probably each get one personal uh, globe, uh, but or like maybe one of them will, will take both of them. But I, you know, Quentin's never won director. This is his fourth nomination. He's won screenplay before, um, but I could see you know Bong Joon-ho just being one of you know this will be the second straight year with a foreign language director winning directing um and it's he could win the same two awards to foreign language film and directing and then the other the third nomination was, was screenplay which um roma also got last year for alfonso Cuarón. so yeah i right now i think you know like i think people love parasite and i think if you since they can't give that movie drama, you know, outside of like foreign language, like the, I think the next best thing for it is director before screenplay. And then I think they might just default to Quentin for screenplay. But I, I think the two popes could be a dark horse in screenplay. No, oh, it's screenplay. I like they, they've done weird things before, you know, that, and I, you know, this, this is the only place so far where the two popes has really hit. So I could see it, see them going for that somehow. I, I don't, I'm not going to predict it, but it would not surprise me at all if the two poops won screenplay. It's so I, coffee, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I could see, I could see two poops winning. Uh, it, it is the most screen writery of the nominees. Uh, just like it's, it's literally two old dudes sitting around talking for the entire movie. Uh, so that really kind of emphasizes the screenplay. So I could definitely see that happening. I am going with marriage story there. Um, I think the snub of Noah Baumbach for director might have been partly because they knew they could take care of him for writing. And they sort of look at marriage story more as a writing achievement than as a directing achievement. And it is also uh, people, you know, sitting around in rooms talking. It's a very writer driven film. It's a very character uh, driven film uh, uh, more than say, you know, something like Parasite or or Irishman or or Once Upon a Time, which are very visual and stylistic achievements. Um, I, I could see them going with if they if they reward Marriage Story nowhere else, um, and I think they could give it one or two uh, acting awards as well. Um, I, I I think it'll win Best Screenplay almost kind of as a consolation prize, uh, but. Yeah, I could see two popes winning that. I could see Quentin winning that. Two popes uh, winning screenplay, number one. Uh, I don't think it's likely, but it could. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying I would not be shocked if it happened. No, it's not happened. 
but but these other scenarios we're talking about here where um, uh, for screenplay, let's stick with this uh, for a second. Whoops. Um, the nominees are Marriage Story, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman and Two Popes. Now, this is where The Irishman could uh, pop, but we all have it ranked very low. We don't have it as a screenplay winner. Um, I have Parasite winning as of now. Um, I, I don't know what to do there. I feel like the thing with the Irishman screenplay, even though it's adapted from this book, and obviously it's very lengthy, yeah. I feel like people don't really talk about the film as like a writing achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I still right now have a winning adapted screenplay at the Oscars, but I, I don't think it's like a lock for it at all. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like this is like an easy one for the Irishman to lose at the Globes. And like it, it wouldn't mean anything in overall scheme of things if it lost us. But we have to uh, consider the possibility of upset for best comedy musical picture by Knives Out or even Jojo Rabbit. Those are comedic movies, outright comedic movies that could benefit from um, um, from that and the fact that it's competing against dramas. I do think. Um best for best picture music or comedy i think the best thing that ever happened to once upon a time in hollywood <laughs> uh is that jojo rabbit missed uh for writing oh, yeah, and for <laughs> directing like and they they you know it, it's it's taika waititi is such a, a a well-known figure at this point and you know that film feels very much like a director writer director's voice um, so the fact that he didn't get into either of those categories makes me think that the upset for Best Picture might not be that likely. I would love. This is another case where I would love to see an upset because Knives Out is probably my favorite nominee in the category, and mm-hmm. uh, it was it's so clever, so creative. Uh, it got two lead acting nominations, but that's another one where it didn't get a writing nomination. And then talk about a film with showy writing. That kind of twisty, you know, plot mechanics of a whodunit uh, really, I think, if it were going to win, would have gotten in Ryan. I mean, I I wouldn't hold that against it because the Globes only have one screenplay category. Like if it had two, it would have gotten in. But I think uh, I would love Knives Out to win comedy. But I like think once is winning that. I think the likelier upset for Knives Out is in actress. um, Yes, let's go there. Ana de Armas. I've got her winning, Amy, uh, and you've got Aquafina, right? So uh, handicap that race for us, Joyce. Comedy actress. I I was sort of confident, not totally confident, but I I, I saw a path for Aquafina to win, like you know, three weeks ago, basically. But you know, she didn't get the SAG nomination, which is not really that surprising because they don't really go for foreign language performances that much. Um, but you know, Knives Out is still killing it at the box office. It, people love it. It it increased like fifty percent over Christmas, like at the box office a month in, which is wild. Um, and Ana de Armas is this rising star. She's going to be in a bunch of movies this year. She's in the new Bond, reunited with Daniel Craig. She's playing Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> in this long just dating uh, movie from Andrew Dominic called Blonde. Uh, so she's on the rise and I feel like this could be a, a moment for like the Globes to anoint like, you know, the new ingenue. But I still have Aquafina for now cause I feel like she still 
obviously more better positioned for the Oscar nomination. And in like these kind of close races in this comedy actress category in the past few years, the Globes have still defaulted to the person that has a stronger path to an Oscar nomination. Like, um, like, you know, even though like, even though like Amy Adams didn't win or didn't get a nomination for big eyes, she still won the globe for big eyes. And I feel like most people back then were predicting, um, Emily Blunt for Into the Woods. And so I think like that, like, so I, yeah, like for that, I'm still sticking with Aquafina, but I might change it to Anna by Sunday. Well, the interesting thing about Aquafina is that for her, this is a more serious role than she's uh -huh. been seen in. So I think she shows more acting ability beyond what she had done with, you know, Crazy Rich Asians and uh, um, what was the other one? <laughs> she was, oh, uh, Ocean's Eight and things like that. So I think she showed a side of herself, even though it's in the comedy category. Um, that she really can act and it was a much more it was sort of like joe pesci it was a much more quieter you know performance because she was sort of you know a fish out of water going back to china so i i, I she moved me in a way that you know she hasn't been able to do before so i, I i'm still sticking with her yeah the trouble with this category for me is that there's no one in this race who has a very clear, like how much support there is for them overall, other than Aquafina and Ana de Armas, none of the other nominees, their films- This was very hard to fill out when- Yeah, and you know, it, it's so like, you know, uh, the rest of it is is uh, Beanie Feldstein for Booksmart, that film's only nomination. Uh, Kate Blanchett for Where'd You Go, Bernadette, that film's only nomination, and she only got in because they were trying to fill the category, and her name is Kate Blanchett. And um, and uh, uh, Thompson for 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 late night, which got good reviews, but the box office was a little soft. It came out a while ago. It felt feels like another kind of nominee to fill out a category. So it really feels like there are only two real nominees here, and it's it's confusing because uh, you know uh, the farewell did have that foreign film nomination which made it ineligible for best comedy or musical. If it had been eligible, would it have gotten in? Um, if it, it might not have, uh, so I can't be entirely yeah. sure. And it, it didn't get in for Zhao's Shuzan and supporting. Yeah, so it's hard to know who, which has more support, uh, but she does have the clearer path to, to Oscar, so that's why I'm sort of defaulting with her, because I feel like if, they, if the Globes don't know what to do in this category, they could say, like, oh, let's just vote for what we like, and that could be Anna de Armas, because they like Knives Out a lot. Um, or it could be, you know, Aquafina, because, I mean, maybe they actually did like that the most of all. Uh, but that film has been so soft this entire season relative to what we thought it was going to be, like, a few weeks or months ago, that uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm also tempted to switch to, to Anna, but I think I might play it safe with... Uh, well, one actual Globe Aquafina. voter told me that uh, they, he was referring to his HFBA colleagues, that uh, they really like Anna de Armas, but they think that she needed one more scene in the movie to be a true leading role. But uh, it was very much a leading role. <laughs> it is. She, she's in most of the, the role goes. Yeah. <laughs> where the role goes, but uh, I just uh, 
I don't know what to do, but I think that they're going to go for the new talent. And I think that she has a cool factor that um, Aquafina has too. That's true. I mean, it could go. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> none of us do. <laughs> uh, none of us do here. Let's switch over to comedy musical actors since we're in the neighborhood. And that's a case of where uh, the Globes could could surprise us uh, with Taron Edgerton for Rocket Man. That's Bohemian Rhapsody would be the equivalent of last year. But this is where I think we're going to see Eddie Murphy pop. I think, and this is where he, it's, the pressure will be on Eddie to really perform at the podium on Sunday. And if he does his job there and gives his best performance by a Globe winner at the and, uh, and resumes his old cool cachet, this could be his path to the Oscar. I uh, had Eddie, um, and then he got, or Dolomite just got completely snubbed at SAG, and then yeah. I switched to Taryn. Um, I think it's between the two of them and Leo. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I currently have Leo in third, uh, just because he's won his past two nominations here. So this would be his like third straight win in terms of his own nominations. And I, I don't know. I feel like it's like his nomination or win, possible win, is like the lowest priority for the Globes because they could take care of Brad and give Quentin, you know, director for the first time and then the movie could win. Um, so I have him third, but I could see him winning just because they love him and this is his 12th nomination. Uh, but I have Taron because he's been working it and the movie's yeah, been out true. the longest and it's- He sings. Yeah, he sings, and it's like an actual, it's a fantasy musical. It's not like Bohemian Rhapsody, which, you know, was in drama last year, and Star is Born, which is also in drama. Like, this is, you know, completely surreal. It's, you know, very ostentatious. And, you know, Elton is campaigning on his behalf, so they could just give both of them globes on Sunday. And uh, I think I'm just going to stick with that, even though I, I am, like, I don't know who to put in second or third, and but I think I've settled on, like, that top three. Yeah, I think you you might be convincing me. I I've had Eddie Murphy for a while. It feels like <clears throat> you know they nominated for best films. So that's something they they might want to give him. You know, uh, you know Eddie Murphy the award there, and they could go with Rocket Man for best song if they want to award that film. Kind of like how what happened with A Star Is Born. We thought A Star Is Born was going to do a lot better than it did, but it did you know win best song, and they sort of took care of it there. And now that you mentioned you know him working it. It reminds me a little bit of Aaron Taylor Johnson, like this young, <laughs> yeah. he's in the perfume too. <laughs> British actor who who really shakes hands and kisses babies and 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 just and just kind of you know take just like campaigns their way to wins, kind of like Eddie Redmayne too. I can't remember if Redmayne won at the Globes, but um, he did because because yeah. our man was in comedy. <laughs> oh, that's right. So so it has that, that similar like that charm offensive from this young up and coming handsome Brit uh, could could be the thing. And it's a showy role like this. This, you know, the Globes really like actors who play real life musical figures like they 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 get the uh, Ray Charles uh, played by Jamie Foxx, Edith Piaf played by uh, Marion Cotillard, both. Uh, 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 caches and walk the line, and of course, Rami Malek last year for Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, so he would very much fit that mold. It's nominated for Best Picture. It has more nominations than Dolomite, thanks to that Best Song nomination. So, um, and like Joyce said, they have 
if they want to go once upon a time, they could go with Brad Pitt, you know, who I think is very likely to win supporting actors. So if they, if they're sort of playing, you know, spread the wealth, which they don't always do. Like remember La La Land, they weren't thinking about spreading yeah, the wealth. Yeah, but they learned their lesson from that. So True, true. But I, I could still see, I do, I agree with Joyce. I think it's really close between those three. Uh, but yeah, I might, I might be switching to Taryn. Can I d agree to disagree because no, you may not. <laughs> I am, because when you have Eddie Murphy on your show, I guarantee, unless Taryn sings his acceptance speech and it's a high note no one's heard, I'd rather watch, you know, Eddie Murphy get an award than Taryn, sorry. but And I don't think people love that film as much as they were hoping people would love the Rockman film. So that's just me thinking uh and don't don't uh discount daniel craig when i spoke to uh a couple of globe voters about these comedy musical races um and heard that one comment about uh and if she only had one more scene in knives out she would really be the lead and so they might vote for her in that case uh that was an idiotic observation by the person of course but uh in, in many ways, but that same person told me, but kept kept deferring to Daniel Craig in the movie, and I hadn't seen the movie at this point when he was going on and on about it, but of course Daniel Craig and Daniel Craig, he's the revelation of the movie. And then when I saw the movie and he does that really ham-boned southern accent that's unbelievable, I thought, give him an acting award for this. But anyway, he's Daniel Craig. Clearly that person did not see Logan Lucky because he basically does like the same Southern accent there. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, now let's jump over to uh, best actor drama. And this is really, really a killer because it's, uh, uh, it's Joaquin and, uh, and who else, Daniel? Uh, Adam Driver, I think is the other big one, but uh, then you have Christian Bale for Ford v. Ferrari. Um, uh, uh, Antonio uh, Banderas for Two Popes and Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. I really do think it's a two-person race between Joaquin and uh, Adam Driver. And at most awards, I think it's coming down to this two-person race. Here, I think it's so slanted by that Best Director nomination for uh, for Cotton Phillips and how much they clearly love Joker. And of course, I'm predicting it for Best. Uh, picture, like I said before, so I feel I feel fairly safe predicting Joaquin for Best Actor. Here. Why are you discounting Antonio Banderas so much? They love him. Um, I mean, it's the film's up for Best Foreign Language Film, but they didn't love its screenplay. They didn't love Pedro Almodovar for directing, and so I'm not sure that they're going to go for for Antonio. Well, none of us are sure of anything, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I have I mean I have Antonio in third, but yeah, like Daniel said, like I think that nomination for Todd Phillips just like once he got that, I was like, okay, Joaquin's winning. But Antonio, I would love for Adam to win, but Antonio Banderas has never won a major award for mm -hmm. acting. And I think it's a sin because I think he's just, you know almost terrific in everything he does, commercial fare, foreign films, westerns, whatever have you. And I think he's way overdue to yeah. get recognized. This is his, I think, his fifth nomination here, and he's never been Oscar nominated. So. Right. 
but uh, it's, you know, it's a shame he hasn't gotten more attention in his career. And I think this movie with Pedro Almodovar is very different than their other films that kind of pushed the envelope more. This is very sincere, yet it's not somber. It, it, they cut... They, well, you're all wrong. Antonio can win. Let me just cut through this. A drama actress. Uh, we all either have Renee Zellweger or Scarlett. And uh, this is, of course, ludicrous that you would define Judy as a drama rather than a musical. But it's the same Bohemian Rhapsody situation as last year, of course. But uh, Jack Matthews, the, the brilliant Jack Matthews, godfather of all us, our scarologists, just wrote a piece for us saying, watch out, don't believe this Renee Zellweger thing. It's re She's really Glenn Close and the wife. We're overestimating the whole situation. Don't go there. Jack's warning. I don't believe that Jack is right here, and I'm sticking with Renee, but uh, who wants to pipe in here? Who's really going to win? Charlize Theron is also nominated, Saoirse Ronan, and Cynthia Erivo. Uh, I think I think it's between Scarlett and uh, and Renee. I I tend to feel like, you know, because this is where, like, they've both been getting nominated everywhere. They've both been pretty safe for nominations, and I think they're both pretty, the only two women who are, like, really kind of locked in for Best Actress nominations at the Oscars. Uh, so I think it's between them, but I, I'm like, we haven't seen that many major wins, you know, like, to decide this race, and a lot, so many people are saying uh, Renee Zellweger, but I think it's Scarlett. Um, I think it's going to be Scarlett at the Oscars at the moment. I feel no. like there's uh, not a lot of you're, love you're for just, Judy overall. And what you just said, Daniel, you just wrote off Charlize Theron completely there. You, well, uh, you I, don't even I'm, have her I'm getting not, a nomination for a guarantee. No, I, I didn't say she's not getting a nomination. I said the only you two... Said, you said, I said the only uh, two Renee... I will, I will defend are, Daniel are here because I also have Scarlett winning this and the Oscar at the moment. Um, <laughs> but I do think... That, yeah, like her and she and Renee are the only two, like, lock locks. I think uh, Charlize is, like, a semi-lock in third. Like, I, I'm i not worried about the lock. Oscar, I don't, I don't think I don't think she's Find that in the dictionary for me, semi-lock. <laughs> she, she's, like, a safe third. I don't <laughs> think she's winning, like, anything. But I, okay. I, I want this comeback nomination for her after 14 years. And I think she's going to get it. Um, but yeah, I have Scarlett winning this. Like I, you know, like the, I, I feel like a lot of these are, our picks are like very obvious and the globes always like throw a curveball somewhere. It could be like, you know, maybe two popes in screenplay, but there's usually one in like a big category. You know, last year we got Glenn winning this instead of Lady Gaga. Three years ago, we had Isabel Hubert winning this instead of Natalie Portman, which like completely took Natalie out. And then it was like, Emma's going to win the Oscar. So I think it could uh, come here, and like Renee has three Globes. Scarlett's never won. Like, the Globes was the first place to ever nominate Scarlett, the mo first major organization to nominate her. This is her fifth nomination. She's never won. So never been nominated for an Oscar. No, she could get two this year. So she's she's just catching up. So um, I, and I think and she because, has JoJo, of course. Yeah. You know. And uh, yeah. because, like, I'm not predicting marriage to her to win anywhere else. Like, I think this could be the place um, they could give it to her. Oh, yeah, I, I have this is the who won acting category. Nuts. I, I just like I I mean, at a small organization like the Hollywood Foreign Press, uh, like I don't think it's as big a deal that the film doesn't have any other nominations. But uh, just it just feels like every it, it's sort of like the wife with uh, Glenn Close, where people are only voting for it for her. 
And, you know, she has uh, an Oscar and she has several Golden Globes before, so she's not overdue. Like, she doesn't have that narrative. She has a comeback narrative. But, uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson never won a Globe, never got an Oscar nomination. You know, the year not only of her in both Marriage Story and Jojo Rabbit, very possibly going to get two Oscar nominations this year. This year, she also had the, the final, like, you know, uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, so, like, it's been such a huge year for her, and she does have that overdue narrative, and she's the kind of starlet who awards voters tend to love for Best Actress, like, in that, you know, 20 to 35 age range of, of She's exactly of 35. And, yeah, so, so she, yeah, like, any, any older is old over the hill for Oscar God, awards You're just voters talking yourself that. into this, uh, Daniel. I'm going to hit the brakes and save it from yourself. ages ago. I, like, I mean... All right, well, Scarlett is not nominated for Supporting Actress at the Globes, which is a tragedy because I think she could actually win that category if nominated at the Oscars. Uh, I've got J-Lo down here because I think this is the Cher path to victory, where uh, Cher won at the Globes first and then uh, prevailed at the Oscars. Now, Hustlers did not get nominated for Comedy Musical Picture. That's where I would assume it was eligible. Or for uh, Constance Wu. Or for Constance Wu, right? But I think uh, J-Lo is the clear winner of the most aggressive award campaigner of the year award. <laughs> uh, she's everywhere, uh, really, really uh, tub thumping, as they say. So I think this is a, a J-Lo moment. And I think uh, uh, this is where we'll see their love of superstars. That said, if, if you're all right about this Laura Dern thing at the Oscars, and I do not think you are, uh, I don't buy the whole Laura Dern thing at the Oscars. But if, if I'm wrong, and there have been rare occasions in the past where I have been wrong now and then. Uh, then it's uh, Laura Dern all the way here, all the way to the Oscars. But I don't know. To me, picking Jennifer Lopez and Brad Pitt, it's sort of like winning, you know, the best looking awards winners <laughs> contention because who wouldn't want, I want to see Jennifer Lopez accept something. Yeah, that is going to be a moment. And the same with Brad Pitt. You know, people are going to stand up and cheer for both of them. And so I, I, I think they want to have moments on the show, drunken or not. And <laughs> I think people are are behind these people winning. So uh, Laura Dern is fine, and I think you know, like you say, she you know might do better at the Oscars, but. For the Golden Globes, they like a good party, and I think these are who they want to uh, see. Party with, yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, with Laura, I think she could still lose this and eventually win the Oscar. Um, I mean, I, I have J-Lo uh, mostly because I, I want her to win, but I do think she can win. Uh, I mean, I'd much rather Laura win for, I, I mean, I wish she was getting this attention for a little woman uh, more so than Marriage Story. Like, I, I liked her in Marriage Story, but I, I really thought she was uh, so much more enjoyable and just, like, empathetic and sympathetic in Little Woman. And I think, like, all of this attention for Marriage Story, I think it, it just started because, like, people saw that she was in a Noah Baumbach film, like, months ago and started predicting her, and it just kind of... It's exactly know, what happened. I agree. And then, yeah. and then this category is kind of weak anyway. Like, there's not a lot of... It's like she, like, I think she is like, you know, we're talking about lots again. Like, she's the only lock in this. Like, I could see like a wild JLo snub for the Oscars just because they're snobs, you know? But it's hard to fill out the rest of this category. You, you could have like Scarlett for JoJo. She didn't get nominated here, but she got the SAG nomination. 
And then you have Margot. She's probably going to get in for Bombshell, but she also has one. So, you know, it's, it's are, like Oscar was going to like cancel her out. And then you have like Kathy Bates here for Fisher Jewel and Annette Benning for solo nominees, just like JLo here. But I don't think they're going to get an Oscars. And Nicole Kidman got the SAG nomination. So it's just very fluid here. And I feel like people have just been defaulting to Laura. Um, and she is, you know, so much more respected. Um, and, you know, she, uh, like I, but for here, I think she she has four globes and she's won three of her last four nominations. So I feel like the voters could think like, okay, we're we've like taken care of her, and then just go like a separate way with J Lo too. I I think um, I I I have Jennifer Lopez winning this because she's a very globes kind of pick. Uh, I am very wary of of Laura Dern. Uh, I think as, you know, like Joyce said, you know, people sort of saw she's in a Noah Baumbach movie and, you know, just sort of, people just sort of started presuming and then the presumption kind of built upon itself. Um, I do think she's vulnerable at the Oscars, but I also think it's this could be like an Allison Janney moment where, you know, she starts... Yeah, like people just sweeping. like you and then, yeah. And, and and I think what helps her, uh, yeah, I mean, she also has like two roles in the same awards year, like like Joyce said as well, which helps. But it also feels like the right actor at the right time, even if it's not a role that would otherwise pick up a lot of awards. Uh, like Laura Dern is a veteran. She's overdue at the Oscars, at least. Uh, she, the Globes love her. So that could be a reason that they give it to her as much as, as reason that they might go elsewhere. Uh, uh, you know, and, and she's Hollywood royalty. Uh, she's been nominated for Oscars twice in the past. She's having a huge TV moment, too, with Big Little Lies um, and her Renata Klein character there, who I feel like you know, her marriage story character resembles a little bit too much, which I think is why it's a little odd to me that this role is picking up so much steam. Um, but just this, just the general overall moment that Laura Dern is having makes me think she could potentially steamroll this, especially if the support for Hustlers beyond Jennifer Lopez is is so soft. Uh, like if it ends up, like she, she could be like the Willem Dafoe in Florida project where it's like, yeah, she's, she's <laughs> this uh, overdue legend, uh, but like they're not, they're not nominating it for anything else. They clearly not responding to the film uh, elsewhere. So maybe it's just not going to be a thing. Maybe. Yeah. This, maybe would, this would be a happen. career Oscar win for her, which I mean, I would love to call order an Oscar winner. Yeah. Um, I just kind of wish it was for something else. Yeah, we're we're gonna look. This is gonna be one of those like George Clooney and Syriana if if she does win for it. Where we're gonna she didn't direct another her. movie this year, so yeah. But but in the sense that if we we're gonna look back on their like career and think, yay, great that they have an Oscar, but they won for that one. Yeah, well, that's uh, the story of every Oscar winner, right? Um, uh, Brad Pitt. This is the last category: supporting actor. We all have him up in front. We all have him as the presumed can't lose front runner in a way, but um, that's a dangerous thing to think, of course, in this business of prognostication, because I think there is a path for Tom Hanks to win here. And uh, he's got to win here first, uh, of course, to get that Oscar, because 
Everyone's got to get around Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt has a lot going for him. He's got a lead role, and he's campaigning and supporting, and that almost always is needed to win and support him. But my problem is he's Brad Pitt on screen. It's not a transformative performance. It doesn't have that snob appeal. And I think he's vulnerable. He's never won an Oscar. He did win a Globe for 12 Monkeys way back in the first part of his career and has won as a producer, of course, 12 Years a Slave. And uh, his his uh, production company was involved with Moonlight. Um, all that said, I'm still going with Brad, but I think there's a real chance for uh, Tom Hanks here. Or in, Maybe even, you know, I mean, they already to, they're already getting Tom on stage for the the so I don't, I don't think they're gonna yeah. double up. Um, yeah, I think this is like speaking of steamrolling. I think this is gonna be like an an easy uh, five weeks for Brad Pitt. Um, and I like to what you said about you you just see him on screen. I think that helps him because like that's like his best mode when he's just kind of like easygoing and chill. Like he's not a transformative like Christian Bale type of actor. Um, like his, his persona is best. Um, I think he works best as a supporting character, even though this is like, you know, basically a lead role, but I, I think like you just like him in this movie and it's, and it's just such an easy watch and he has, you know, such great rapport with Leo and like Bruce Stern and everyone at like Spawn Ranch and Margaret Qualley. Um, and yeah, like he, he hasn't won an acting Oscar. Um, he won a Globe for 12 Monkeys. So this is, you know, we know they like the film as five nominations. So I think this is like, even if it once doesn't win anything else, I think like it'll win this for him and it'll be a way to get him back on stage. And then the Globes can have Jennifer Aniston winning on the TV side. <laughs> and everyone and that's where we're going it, next. So. It's like best. But Brad, uh, Brad Pitt is the reason this is a comedy. Because Leo is suffering through his, you know, the career decline, and he's the. I mean, listen. I felt when Leo yelled at those guys in his room with a blender of frozen margaritas. So. Right. <laughs> I thought he he deserved the Oscar just for maintaining his six pack. So when he took his shirt <laughs> off, so I'm all for him winning whatever he gets this season. Okay, well, we're going to uh, wrap it up here, and we'll be back in uh, Flash to, to tell you, Derbyites watching this, is it going to be a Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston winner's night? Stay tuned. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.